1: Hello and welcome to episode 5 of the MLS Fantasy Fantasy Insider Podcast, our review of round 3. I'm broadcasting to you live from the MLS Fantasy Boss mobile studio, and this week our episode
2: is brought to you by... Yeah, um, new sponsor, Beard Care Club, to go along with our usual MLSFantasyBoss.com and the amazing MLSFI Patreon community. What? Like, a real sponsor? Holy cow. Uh,
1: and it's for beautiful bearded people. Actually, it's more than beautiful bearded people, Blaine. Who, who is this
2: sponsor all about? Uh, this is for everybody who wants to take care of themselves. They started off as a primarily beard care company. They make an amazing beard oil and a bunch of other products. Um, I've been using their products for uh, about a year and a half now and absolutely love them. The One of the owners is a big time RSL fan. And I reached out to him and we got this started. But they've branched out. They do... Uh, hair oils for the ladies, bath salts, uh, body lotions, lip balms, everything. Um, US-based company employs veterans. Um, Been really happy to get to work with them. And they have offered us some prize support this year for, uh, I think mostly for our Patreon league, but we're still kind of discussing that internally, what it's gonna look like. So make sure you sign up for that Patreon, be entered for a chance to win some of this. I think there's gonna be some prizes at random, so it's not just for the league winners this year. And we're kind of waiting on some more details to see what we're going to do with that. But happy to have a extra sponsor for the community now. And that name one more time? Uh, Beard Care Club, and you can find them at beardcareclub.com. Fantastic. That is who is sponsoring our show today,
1: tonight, and uh, with hope in the future, having some cool prizes going out there. Uh, going forward, I'm your host still, though, Reed Connolly from MLSFantasyBoss.com. And tonight, I'm excited to have, as you've already heard or seen if you're watching us on YouTube right now, Blaine Riffle, Mike Denton, who has a fancy uh, finger mustache going right now. And our. It's a a
0: full beard. It's a full beard. Oh, it's it's a a a new sponsor. Full finger beard
1: mustache going on right there. I mean,
0: I don't want to have a. I mean, what Blaine is telling me about the beard stuff, I want a beard now. I mean, it just sounds like the, the greatest product ever. (laughs)
1: Uh, And we'd also like to welcome our special guest host, living in mountain time, even though he is an LAFC fan and also sporting an excellent red beard himself. Matt, how are you doing today? Matt
0: Ooh, Pollard. Well, Reid Connolly,
1: first of all, I'm
3: immediately <laughs> offended that you confused me say? with the original Los Angeles soccer team. The uh, I'm, Galaxy.
0: So I'm so sorry. Uh, uh, other
3: than that, I'm doing excellent. Thank you guys for having me on. Um, It's great to make my first appearance here in 2019, you know, hoping to have a good performance, and then, you know, get a second appearance, uh, you know, when – there's some schedule congestion, and you end up needing me. And I guess I'm I'm on brand given the uh, given the new sponsorship with my evil Alexi Lawless ginger goatee from the offseason.
1: We like it. We like it a lot. Uh, apologies for misidentifying <laughs> the team affiliation. Apology <laughs> accepted. I mean, I, I messed up your time zone first, and you're just you're just moving all around the the, the United States, and so it's it's hard to keep up. It's hard to keep up. Uh, well, thank you guys, everyone, for coming out tonight. As I said, if my quality is a little bit uh, crazy with my camera, I apologize. We I am uh, just getting back from my one-year anniversary, and I'm broadcasting from the mobile studio, aka uh, a room not in my office. So, um, But enjoy the little bunny picture behind me. And for those of you listening to us on our podcast, it's fine. And uh, we're going to move right on to our round two review, because I know that's why you guys have listened to us. You want to hear what the tips are for improving your fantasy team. And we always start with reviewing the previous round. And this was kind of a weird one. Uh, there were some pretty interesting things that happened. So let's start out with our team scores. How'd you do, Blaine?
2: Uh 76 for the round. Um bumped up to 106.1 overall on the price. So that was a 3.5 increase from last week. Um, I did want to try to game the system a little bit and see just how much they had fixed it. So I kept guys like Acosta and Ladero despite their low scores. I was hoping for better from them. It wasn't just a game of the system. I was really expecting better there. And just they, they gave me price rises. They didn't quite give me the points I wanted. Um, got really lucky. I played the value game in the back. Hollingshead was my only original defender in my lineup that actually started for me this week. I made a last-second switch to Francis for at the 4.3 mark. And take his clean sheet. And then Barath got the start also for Kansas City at 4.3. And that clean sheet plus some bonus points for an 11 was huge for my team this week. Mike, how'd you do? Uh,
0: I've been doing pretty poorly. Um, I think I'm like 2,800 overall or something. Um Honestly, my son is doing much better. He's 108 overall. Like you should probably listen to his picks instead of mine. Uh and maybe when he makes his picks, I'll send him to read to put a, post on Twitter. <laughs> but uh yeah, I mean, it, it was a weird week. My premiums were, was the problem this week. Um like my budget players all did well. I had Pax and Pomical. I had um like Smith uh get, getting a clean sheet, uh but you know, no Leerdam and then I had Pity Martinez, uh, Ladero as a captain. Uh, that didn't work out. And then I, I tried to go differential and fade Joseph Martinez um, for Matriza. Um, mostly cause I didn't think I was going to see the Atlanta lineup. Um, and I wasn't totally sold, totally sold on Vela against Portland Timbers. Cause I thought Portland had a defense and <laughs> I was wrong. So, uh, that that's where I lost a lot of points. Uh, my value did a little bit better this week. Uh, I'm up to one Oh four overall, um, which isn't great. Like I think like the great price of budgets is, is at one Oh six. I think one Oh four is not too bad. So
1: Matt, how about you?
3: Uh, I got 63 points uh, this week. Uh, not too bad. Um, bet on a couple clean sheets that I got a lot better than I did in round one. Kim P. was really big for me. Um, and anybody who's listened to the show when I've been on in previous years knows that I am a switcheroo fiend. So, Ryan Hollingshead with nine points and the clean sheet, and then Attu with four for you know just 6.9 million. Really, really nice pickups for me. Um, Uh, Like Mike, I struggled with some of my big pickups. I was expecting Atlanta to totally curb stomp FC Cincinnati. And like anybody who was with Atlanta Twitter on Sunday, um, I was disappointed with all three of my picks other than Joseph Martinez, who got eight points. And then I thought Nemanja Nikolic would have gone a little bit crazy against Orlando City's defense, not so much. And then I made a switcheroo or a a substitution um, mid-round. I saw no Zlatan and no Allison Drini, and I thought FC Dallas were going to have a good uh, offense Opportunities. So I saw Michael Barrios in a forward role in, um, up front next to Dombaji, he only got two points, and I switched him out. I previously had Miguel Ibarra, so I am I am ruling my <laughs> doubting of the Minnesota of Minnesota United um, right now. But you know, okay, I usually start out pretty slow. Um, unfortunately, 0-2 in our um, in the MLS fantasy boss league, and 0-2 against two MLS people. I unfortunately mm-hmm. lost to um, Osos Gringo um, this past weekend. Both of them were pretty close. You know, it was 63-70 this week, but um, you know. Up to uh, 1.3, 103.3 total points, so getting a little bit more diversity, or getting a little bit more value, and hopefully I pick somebody who isn't PT Martinez this week. Uh,
1: Yeah, the value game's huge early on. Uh, I'm right in that same range with you in that 103-ish, close to 104 as well, so I'm there with you and Mike. yeah, I fell into a lot of the same problems that you guys had, and I think a lot of the listeners who are tuning in today are going to be in that same boat. Some of the big value players just didn't really come through, and some of those guys who were cheap came through again. It, it was a mixed bag. And I think it might have a lot of people asking themselves the question, when do I need to chase fantasy points and when do I need to chase form? And that's something I'll be talking about in my next newsletter at MLSsoccer.com. So head over there, uh, MLSsoccer.com. Search for newsletters and subscribe to the fantasy newsletter if you want to have some insights about when to chase value. Uh, but yeah, exactly like you, uh, Matt. I love the switcheroos, but they didn't really come through for me this time. I went heavy with Chicago on the switcheroos, so I had both uh, Mihailovic and Nikolic there on the and Nikolic. There we go uh, on on the bench, and they just came in with two. I was shocked to see Sapong grab that goal, um, but. Uh, I know we were all really even unsure if he would start and maybe feature as a super sub, but I mean, he came through and, and that was great for them. Uh, Hollings I started Smith. I started all came big for me with nine and eight points, super disappointed. I had cannon on my bench to see if I could hedge my bets for what might be a double up of a Dallas clean sheet. And he was subbed at halftime. And I was just, uh, so painful missing out on more clean sheet points right there. That would have <laughs> been so sweet for my score. Um, And then, like uh, some of you guys as well, my big-name guys in my midfield didn't quite come through for me. Ladero and Rodriguez, I doubled up to try to take advantage Mm -hmm. of Colorado, which I wasn't very solid on, uh, and they did not do fantastic for me. Captain Ladero, eight points. Rustneck did come through, so that was good for me. The last part, though, was I was taking a flyer with some cheap Atlanta players. And I had Bello in defense. Like I said, I would have been fine if my cannon pick had come through. But when I saw that Atlanta starting lineup and the FCC starting lineup, the solidity that I had in my pick of Vela, Vela is better than Martin and Joseph. Vela is better than Joseph. Completely eroded from Alpha Monday because <laughs> I saw, wait a minute, that's, that's the backup goalkeeper for Cincinnati. They've changed up like three people in their roster on Cincinnati. What's going on? This is like new people going up against Atlanta. Atlanta's bringing its A team. Maybe they are going to try to do something. Holy cow. So I threw in Joseph. Saw that goal in the first five minutes, and I was like, yes, this is going to be good. And and then that was it. And I was, <laughs> I was shocked. I was absolutely shocked and excited at the same time. Just having a team <laughs> in the league now is such a fantasy roller coaster for me. I'm just like, yes, no, yes. So... Uh, So that was crazy. And it bit me in the butt at the end because Vela did have a great game. Uh, Two assists and one goal, I believe, is that what it was in the final? So uh, keep an eye on, on those LAFC guys. Vela has been very involved. Overall, 63 points, not fantastic. I agree with Matt, though. Starting out slow, not uncommon for a lot of us. And as we get more information and see how form hands out. And once CCL wraps up as well, we'll start being able to get a bit more consistency in what we see players do. But uh, pretty great round. If you are listening and you're looking at your score, I didn't have a chance to work up the averages for the head-to-head league this week. But if you're sitting in uh, that probably mid-60s to mid-70s s- score, I- I'd say you did solid, kind of kind of above the usual average. The actual average was 57, but Above the average of, of some people who are a bit more hardcore, i say you did pretty well. If you're scoring, if you're scoring triple digits, you're always having a great game. If you're scoring anything above 75, I think you had a great week as well. So, uh, congrats, guys. Uh, let's talk about some of the just fantasy takeaways, the key fantasy takeaways from round two. I've got a quick list right here. Uh, I already mentioned Chicago. I'm cooling on them. I thought that their offense would kick up a little bit once Nikolic came back, and uh, it has not. They may be worth keeping an eye on in some of the weaker games. Just see how that C.J. Sapong element factors into it. But I'm more cool on the Chicago offense than I was, and I think other people, uh, if they want them, should maybe limit themselves to one player, and it should be a switcheroo bench player. Uh, New England is bad. Let's just let's just throw that out there. Still bad. Uh, I think that's a team that we can already see is worth betting against, uh, maybe for your clean sheets or at least some, some goals there. Uh, Paxton Pomacle came in again for Dallas this time he started and he got himself an assist. So a budget player right there. Everyone needs to keep an eye out. If you missed him coming on. if you got burnt by him in round one and then missed him coming on, he did start and got an assist. I think that's going to guarantee him at least another starting position. Uh, Montreal, tighter got the only goal in that game. He got a goal last week. He was super involved last year if you weren't paying attention to Montreal or you're new to the fantasy game. Uh, he and Piotti are pretty much the two forwards, forwards, the two midfielders you're going to want to look at when you're looking at Montreal. They have a lot of away games right now, but they seem to be doing pretty well on the road. And that is a name you should keep an eye on there if Piotti is ever too expensive for you and you want some good value out of the midfield. But also at Houston, it's always this weird like spinning wheel and, and seeing what's going to happen roll the dice, which forward's going to score. Minotas has gotten one goal in each of his two games now, so I think he's going to be the one you're going to want to target going forward for the most consistency with that forward position at Houston. Uh, Equally, another team on the bad list, San Jose. Maybe you were already there. I wanted at least another game. And uh, what was it? 3-0 against San Jose this time? That's that's not great. That is not great. Uh, But the great part, though, is that was uh, against Minnesota. And They've done pretty well. Definitely worth a team keeping eye on. I know we've been bad and down on them in the past, but this is Quintero and Ibarra both doing well two weeks in a row. So keep an eye on that, guys, if you're looking for them at home. Maybe a differential pick. They may be on other people's radars now, but Quintero and Ibarra are two great picks to look at. Uh, we already covered the Atlanta-FC Cincinnati game. Kind of a raw deal, just blaming CCL for all of this. I, th- I think, quick open to the panel right here, i think this is more than ccl do you agree
0: yes
2: yeah yes, yes. I, is... I mean
0: pity martinez has not looked good um he certainly isn't a replacement for Almiron. um blaine and i were talking before the show um i mean i pity martinez is a winger miguel almoron was a central attacking midfielder and probably one of the bestest league has ever seen uh replacing that is not easy um and then you the the turnover with the coach with DeBoer trying to focus a lot more on defensive um structure you're not going to see the kind of high-flying goal fests um and and in that there's a question of how that's going to affect their home field advantage i mean these atlanta fans are kind of used to three game three goal games uh are they going to be excited with close to you know two to one one to zero kind of games um that's something we haven't seen because, I mean, in the two years that they've been in the league, they've just blown everybody out. Um, so I think there's something more to it. I mean, if pity Martinez can kind of round into form, um, that's something. But, I mean, we saw it last year. Joseph Martinez wasn't that great when he's not getting that service. He's not the kind of guy who's creating chances for himself. He can make the run, but someone else has got to pick it out for him. Um, another thing is Villalba has not seen the field very much. Uh, and I think he had a lot of great chemistry with Joseph Martinez, too. Um, so, I mean, when you basically throw in Barco and Penny Martinez as the two guys out there and neither of them have chemistry with Joseph Martinez, who is your golden boot winner, that's going to cause problems.
2: Yeah, to, to echo what Mike said, I've been on social media and I haven't been shy about asking Atlanta fans who they're attacking mid is this year. And I'm getting met with silence. Nobody is telling me who they think it is. They don't tell me who the replacement is. Um, Breck Shea. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, really, it lo- I, I think it was Doyle or somebody talked about it that they were platooning Rummety and Shea on that left hand side, trying to get generate the offense through those two. And it that's that's really worrisome for me for fantasy and just in for the league in general when they can't tell us who the next attacking mid is. And I I read somewhere else, and I'm just stealing things from people now. But they said Pity Martinez is a lot like Almiron or not not Almiron, a lot like Martinez, and that he's a he's a hungry player. He wants to be fed all the time. He's not somebody who's just gonna be happy and content sitting there facilitating for somebody else. He's the type of player you play through or you play to, not you play through. And that's what Almiron was. You played through Almiron to somebody else be it vialba who was who had some good moments last year or to martinez who set the record for goals now you've got two of those guys that want to be played too and how's the team going to react with those two without a playmaker behind them because that's what we're really seeing is the lack of a playmaker here there's been moments of brilliance to get their few goals through ccl and everything but we just don't see a lot of that uh, fast-paced link-up play that we're used to from them from last year yeah and a lot of that could be helped with wrestle uh, he did have the assist, a
1: great through pass that caught the FCC line completely off guard there. He may be that one player you play through that fantasy managers may want to keep an eye on. Uh, I know he's been getting some rest with CCL, so there, there's a legitimate CCL uh, impact right there. But Gressel may be that option for that that offense that people are looking for. Uh, other takeaways from this game I want to point out. FC Cincinnati did have a goal called back from Adi. That was on a, an offsides call off of a set play. Uh, was it a set play? That one might have been open play. They had a couple of great set plays as well. So that's where FCC is going to be most dangerous this year is off the set plays. They have a lot of big bodies to throw in there. Boston and uh, and Adi are two of the prime targets haggling for, for people as well. So that's where FCC is going to be most dangerous in their offense production, I think. And that showed some during this Atlanta game. And after that, Joseph Martinez just completely Swiss cheese the defense there. They got a little bit more solid there in the middle, and if they can keep doing that, some of these big-name forwards may be under control. But I think there's some question marks around Atlanta right now to really see how that chemistry is going to play. Uh, Final game I'm going to point out real quick, I know Mike has a little bit more to say about, about this during our uh, housekeeping section. LAFC, 4-1 win over Portland. Um, should have stuck with with Vela, like we talked about last year, the goal to assist. He's doing a lot of great things Fantasy-wise, as far as putting up the shots, getting the assists, providing that service that you like to see from a forward to really make them more valuable than the guys who just can score. So he's getting those numbers going uh, very well. And we saw Diamande and Ramirez both doing things in this game. So expect that battle to continue with who's going to be the go-to guy after that. So um, pretty interesting week. Uh, Lots of new information to learn for going forward, what you want to see as a fantasy manager. Those are some of my takeaways, guys. Uh, Matt, Mike, Lane, anything else you guys want to add that you think is an important fantasy
2: takeaway from this round?
3: This is something
2: that I've – oh, go ahead, Lane. Oh, I was just going to jump in. I saw it on on a couple of different topics in a couple of different places about Ladero's bonus points this week. He put up a four, and I think he completed 86 passes for the round. And a lot of people are asking, where were his bonus points for that? Because I think if the thresholds are 35 and 70 for your passing. That comes with the stipulation that you complete 85% of your passes. And I looked it up right before the show. According to whoscored.com, he completed 82.6% of passes. So put him just under that threshold for bonus points this week on that one, which would have been a huge bonus. And I think... When we've talked about him being one of the bonus point kings in fantasy, it's because he's always hitting that passing mark. So he got shut down a little bit this weekend, and uh, a lot of us that captained him suffered for that one. Uh, This is something that I've uh, A a hypothesis that I've had That I think
3: is turning into a theory and soon To become a law of MLS just How few clean sheets especially in the first Round that we saw Um, you know we didn't See a whole lot this week and the ones that were I think were relatively predictable you know I Didn't anticipate the Colorado Rapids Getting a goal at Seattle Sounders for example No Zlatan, no Alessandrini FC Dallas gets a clean sheet but You know it's generally the league has been trending Towards more goals Um, historically I've been someone who almost always starts four defenders and I have another defender um, and all of them are generally ones that I like for clean sheets. I might be doing that more now, but I might be trending more towards having two defenders on the bench as part of a switcheroo and only starting the minimum of three just because of the trend the league is going that maybe it's more beneficial to roll the dice with Avella, a Vela, a Nikolic, and then another forward and then have a couple cheap defenders to try and go for a clean sheet rather than going all out on defense just because MLS is becoming a 2-1, a 3-2 league.
1: Yeah, and I think that makes the uh, more offensive wingers sometimes more uh, valuable than those center backs because they have those better chances at those assists. Any of uh, you, Mike? We good? No, no comments on New York City? <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, I mean, there wasn't much out out, out of that game. Um, clearly, they need a striker. I mean, they're they're developing something. I think that they're, they're looking better if they can get it together with a few more weeks of practice and getting to know it. Because I mean, Matueta kind of arrived pretty late. Um, there are definitely a few chances that Lewis muffed that that on a, another day uh, would have converted into a goal, um, but I mean, they 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 need a striker. It, it, it's pretty obvious that, that that's a missing piece, and it's a big one for them.
1: All right, well, thank you guys for those uh, reviews of round two. We're going to move on to our housekeeping section right now, and I mentioned it last week. I was still waiting for some more people to sign up with Patreon before I did a big sound off. We've gotten some more people sign up as patrons. Thank you so much, everyone. Who has has just given their own money to help support this pro- podcast and this project? Uh, if you're interested in learning more about our Patreon project, head over to patreon.com/mlsfi. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com/mlsfi. But right now, I want to take the opportunity to thank everyone who is a current patron of the MLS Fantasy Insider Podcast, no matter what level you have donated—one dollar all the way up to fifteen dollars. Uh, early apologies for butchering your names, which is bound to happen. So thank you so much to uh, Brad McConaughey, Connor Marshall, Christopher Gelke, Clark Hutchinson, Corey Matzat, uh, Angelique Coates, Nathaniel Quantz. And now pardon me as I go to the next page because there's so many of you guys. I have to go to two pages of the list now. Thank you so much. Uh, Tim Warner, Rick Sanford, Alex Rosheim, longtime donor, uh, Richard Doher, Cameron Miller, Blaine Riffle, new donor, <laughs> man right there, uh, River uh, Schuchel, uh, Mark Prince another longtime donor. Uh, Carlo Ah uh, uh, Matt Littman, uh, Hickory Thirty Three, our friend from uh, the uh, Show League on on Twitter, DC fan. Ah, uh, Squab Rocadia, uh, Mr. Frumble. I think he He's from uh, across the pond, I think. Uh, or no, no, he's up in Portland. Ah, uh, Justin Tripp, Ah uh, Graham Leschuk. Sorry, Matthew Kinsley. Gavin Wiggins, uh, Jeff H.G., Lauren Norman, Ron Bingham, uh, Ryan Skiles, Carrie Rapport, uh, Mitch Bedzek, uh, and r 2 do are all our $1 to $3 donors. Getting into our $5 range, Dan McGuire, Ron Bodie, Michael Denton, longtime donor right there, uh, Josh Lewis, uh, Lewis Griffiths, Mark DuPont, Dan Warchel, Kyle McElhaney, also a writer at Fantasy Boss, uh, Stephen Comsat, Comstock, sorry, got uh, truncated by the, the system. Daniel Colton, James Carling, Stephen Philip Shannon, Thomas Johnson, Sammy, Chad, simply Chad. That's pretty pretty famous there to go by one name. <laughs> uh, Maddie Roberts and Beth Kaufman, again, at our $5 level right there. Those last f- f- five names read, read there, uh, Thomas, Sammy, Chad, Maddie, and Beth. All new donors, thank you so much, and welcome to the Patreon family. Uh, About $10 range, Tim Shaw, also on the show often. Alex Bruni, longtime donor. Uh, Mick Lathrop, uh, Stephen Morgan, Jessup Gage, a fellow FC Cincinnati fan. Oh, sorry. Uh, Jessup begins our $15 level. Tim, Alex, Mick, and Stephen are all our $10 donors, and then our top tier $15 range, uh, people who get to be on the show and be in our head-to-head league. Uh, Jessup Gage, Sherry Snyder, uh jason morris and austin coil uh, austin uh, is a new donor thank you so much for uh being a part of of our new family there in our 15 dollar tier so uh those of you in the 15 dollar tier i'll be reaching out to you as soon as i can to see about a schedule to get you on the show sometime so you can participate uh, like matt does and many others in the conversations and to share some of your your thoughts and then uh if you haven't been a part of our head-to-head league just yet it's capped out right now. I will get you into the head-to-head league in the fall when that starts up yet. But make sure all the Patreon members listening right now, be sure to go over and join our Patreon league. Uh, our head-to-head league is full, but there is still the, uh, the open league right now. Join in there, play, have fun. There will be prizes available. Um, it's it's going to be uh, a great year, and thank you so much, guys, for being a part of that. Uh, moving on with our housekeeping. Uh, everyone's playing this week. No buys, uh, no double game week. So everyone's in play. If you're looking for good switcheroo options, take a look at Colorado and Sporting Kansas City because they have the last game of the round and it's pretty late. Uh, there is CCL going on as well on 312. New York City and Houston are playing. 313, Atlanta is playing. And 314, Sporting Kansas City is playing. Uh, Reed, you're getting bad
0: with up. <laughs> I, I, well,
1: so. <laughs> There's only one New York team in there. I just wrote New York and I said, I can't can't go that far. I just wrote (laughs) NY on my notes and I just came out as New York City.
0: I mean, I appreciate the reference.
1: Sorry, Mm. sorry. On 312, New York Red Bulls and Houston will be playing. uh, 313 Atlanta and 314 Sporting Kansas City. I didn't have as much time to prep this week, guys. I was was on my anniversary. Come on. Give me me some (laughs) slack. Give me some slack. Mrs. MLS Fantasy Box. Uh, that's what I have. Mike, I think you have a rundown of uh, cards that people should be worried about unless anybody else has some uh, housekeeping. to.
0: Uh, Yeah, well, I mean, uh, there weren't too many injuries. Uh, I mean, I think the biggest injury concerns are out of uh, the Galaxies. Lots on missed this week. Um, I, I suspect, I think it's just a one week injury, but, um, the LA galaxy and news, if you're a long time listener to the podcast, you know that they will pretty much make up anything that they want as far as injuries. So, uh, be aware about that. Uh, Alessandrini, uh, had a hamstring. They gave no timetable. Um, but, uh, I would be doubtful that he plays this week kind of on the fence because it's usually two weeks for a hamstring. So keep an eye on that. Uh, legit did play last week. So he is back from injury for them. Um, the other big one, uh, Reed mentioned it in the early, in the beginning, was uh, Cannon uh, subbed off at halftime. Uh, I don't think there were too many um, other. Oh, there was one, one more. Uh, Beta Shore for LAFC was subbed out in the 32nd minute. Uh, as far as cards, um, there were a few uh, fantasy important ones. Uh, Fabian for F- Philadelphia Union um, picked up a red card. Uh, Diego Chara, I think, is probably the biggest for the Portland yes. Timbers. Picked up his second yellow, which means FC Cincinnati will not be facing Nagby for their home opener. Uh, And if you're only listening to the podcast, Reed is literally uh, pumping the roof up right now. Um, And I'll be at that game. And he will be there. Uh, And then I think the last red card was Corrales of um, Chicago Fire. Uh, He was a cheap defensive midfield. Uh, excuse me, cheap def- Chicago defender uh, that some people like myself picked up and got a red card for their troubles. So uh, he'll be suspended for uh, next week's game against the Seattle Sounders, which you probably didn't want a defender there anyway. So I think th- those are the big ones that that I saw.
1: All right, guys, thank you so much for that. Let's move into our round three previews brought to you by ESPN Plus. <clears throat> uh, if you guys have not checked out ESPN Plus yet, it's five dollars a month. It's a great streaming option for a lot of the mls games and uh, you can check out a link for that over at the mls fantasy boss website uh we are now uh, an affiliate with espn plus so we're helping to plug that i subscribed to it last week and i've already enjoyed watching fc cincinnati and some other games using that service and uh i look forward to to many more streaming games with that in the future because i cut the cord a long time ago and this is a great way to consume that media at a great price so check out espn plus and you can get a link for that with all the information over at mlsfantasyboss.com in the sidebar under the discord chat which you should be looking at anyway guys let's talk about round three keepers and defenders who do you like matt um, I'm putting an asterisk on a lot of this because
3: there are several matchups that I'm interested in related to CCL. So, for example, sure. I, in principle, I like the Houston Dynamo at home over the Vancouver Whitecaps. I have no idea how uh, Wilmer Cabrera is going to approach the CCL game given their tie. Similarly, New York Red Bulls have to go all the way down to Santos, then come all the way back to New York. If they end up playing a B team, I end up liking them uh, with their first team over the San Jose Earthquakes. I'd probably take Red Bulls sue over the current state the quakes to be honest but i put an (laughs) asterisk on that as well so In terms of goalkeepers, I'm not saying anything that anybody who listens to this show doesn't already know. Zach Steffen got a PK save against uh, New England Revolution. I like them against FC Dallas this week. I think Bill Hamid against Real Salt Lake has a chance to get a lot of bonus points and a good chance for a clean sheet. And then maybe a bit of a dark horse just because people are probably down on them from CCL, but they had an impressive game in their opener and then got a bye week last week. Uh, Toronto FC against New England Revolution. Um, Alex Bono, one of the cheaper options if you're looking for somebody um, under under $6 million um, for the price. Um, in terms of defense, my approach in the beginning part of fantasy in a season in which I'm looking to build value is simply pick teams that I like for clean sheets, wait to see what their starting 11 is, and then just pick the cheapest defender you have there. You know, Steve Birnbaum might get one or two more bonus points than uh, one of the outside backs for DC United, but if they end up all playing 60 minutes and all getting a clean sheet, you know, you're looking at seven points minimum, maybe somebody else gets nine. I'll take the guy at 4.5 who jumps up to 4.8 with seven points for the long haul rather than going for somebody who's 5.5 or 6 but then gets me a couple of points uh, in the short term. So, like I said, depending on how things go, um, I like the New York Red Bulls, any one of their starters, whether it's the B team, the A team. I like Columbus Crew uh, this week, Toronto um, and DC United. Um, and then pending on how things look in terms of changing with Diego Chara, I might throw in FC Cincinnati's the dark horse to get their first clean sheet in MLS
0: play. Ooh.
1: Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. I mean, they still got Valeri.
0: Oh, man.
1: All right, Mike.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, um, for, first, let's talk about like what is going on in CCL in case some of our English l- listeners uh, don't really know what's going on. Um, this is the second tie of the CCL in this round. Uh, and the, in last week, um, all the MLS teams got their ass kicked. Um, with the maybe exception of Sporting Kansas City, who only lost 2-1 to one on their away team. Uh, Red Bulls lost 2-0 two one, two, excuse me, two zero at home. Houston lost 2-0 at home. Uh, they're on their way to Mexico to probably get spanked. Uh, Atlanta lost 3-0 um, on the road in Monterey. Um, so, I mean, they have the chance of their coming home. Um, so I'm, I'm expecting everyone except for Sporting Kansas City to get uh, knocked out this week. So that's kind of the scenario. Um, so because of that, I'm not expecting a whole lot of rotation because I'm expecting TCL to be done for most of the teams, except for Sporting Kansas City. Um, so I'm really looking at the same teams that that Matt Matt is looking at. Uh, for me, for keeper, uh, I'm starting with Zach Steffen. He got 18 points last week. He didn't just get a PK save. He didn't get to get a clean sheet. He also got an assist, which <laughs> is yeah, crazy. I mean, he's so perfect for Manchester City. Uh, apparently, you know, getting those assists. Um, but I mean, at 18 points. Um, and we'll get into more of the prices. I think you're probably looking at a price rise for for nothing. Um, not not to mention, I think it's a pretty good matchup. Uh, for for the Columbus Crew. Um, uh, FC Dallas hasn't been all that convincing. They've only scored one goal. Um, in both of their games at home, uh, to the LA Galaxy, who a pretty poor defensively and uh, to the New England revolution who, who shouldn't really impress anybody. So I, I think the Columbus uh, under Caleb order is going to have a good chance at a clean sheet. So I, I think a good, they're a pretty good defensive player. Um, I agree with Matt as far as like, um, Both player, but we'll get into those of the defense. So um, the other player I have in my switcheroo right now is Richie of SC Cincinnati. Um, I'm really concerned about Portland and at 4.8, if he is the starter, I know he didn't start week one, but he got five points last week, uh, even without getting the clean sheet. So um, he's part of my, my switcheroo if something bad happens to Stephen.
1: Yeah. I think this game has probably earned him another one. He was the starter in USL for people who don't know, uh, they're, their last year before moving up. So I, I think this performance probably earns him that, that start again at home. Uh, but, but we'll have to wait and see. You never know. They swap, swap things up crazy before this last time. Uh, did you mention defenders, Mike?
0: Oh, uh, no, I, I can go into the defenders. Are we doing them together?
1: Yeah. Do them together.
0: All right. Um, so for, for me on the defense, it's pretty much, um, value guys, um, all around, um, I have Delion he scored a goal uh in Tfc's game against Philadelphia Union so I think he's pretty well due for a price rise not to mention I, I think the matchup is pretty good um you know new well we just I just mentioned New England Revolution shouldn't scare anybody um so I, I think TFC even with their struggles in CCL are a decent shot for a clean sheet. Uh, there's not a whole lot of great clean sheets. I uh, also have Leardom, uh in there. Um, that's pretty much purely value right now. Um, and he's scored goals in two games, which, so I mean, he's pretty much getting a 25 next week uh, regardless. Uh, I mean, I think I still agree with you, Reid. I think Smith will probably be the better term option overall. But for this week, I'm trying to increase my budget to try to play some catch-up. So I have him in there right now. Um, and then I have M- Murillo for um, the New York Red Bulls. Um, That's one that's big watching. I think, you know, depending on if they rotate, if they do manage to pull out a miracle. They lost to nothing, but they didn't look terrible. So it's not crazy that they pull out a miracle. Um, And if they do, I could see rotation. Otherwise, um, not. So remember, they've only played one game. So a lot of the people who you see are player are not actually starters. I mean, there's two 4.8 defenders that I looked at. I think Duncan and um, I'm trying to remember who the other one is. I'll pull it up for a second, but I, I don't think they're locked on starters, whereas Murillo is. Uh, he's a little bit more expensive at 7.2, but uh, I think he's got some potential there. Uh, and then I have Sorrow on my bench. Um, he's another one. He scored a goal. Um, I have Drew Moore um, as, as well as kind of switcheroo uh, options in there. So a uh, bunch of kind of cheaper defenders, but I think we're all going to see price rises, and that's where I'm really looking to kind of get some money so that I can get the money I need to um, catch up.
2: Blame. Um, I'm kind of in the same boat as Mike here. I've been playing the value game the first two weeks, uh, grabbing the cheapest guys possible because they're less likely to fluctuate down and it's paid off really well for me so far. And so this week it's value game, but I'm going to take Mike's approach a little bit more this week. I've got sorrow and Briant on my team right now, Briant for DC. He's averaging 9.5 over two games that puts it at what two games puts him 19 points already if he just goes out and plays two minutes and doesn't get any bonus points or loses bonus points to gold you're talking about 21 points over that that's seven that's seven point average at the end of three games and he could put up a two and that's going to be a price rise for him at his current price point of 6.5 so that's kind of the way i'm i would recommend everybody to go find the guys with the highest average that you can afford and the lower the the higher the average and the lower the cost the more likely they are to keep rising but if you like those matchups, like I like DC into RSL at home, that's just, that's a good one for me. Taking a risk on that because I know he's probably going to get me that price rise. As far as keeper goes, I'm right there with Stefan, but that's a little bit expensive for what I like to spend this early in the season on the back. Um, so my backup to that is Titan. Um, I like this matchup well enough. I know it's Portland and Valeri's still there, but we saw it a few times last year when Chara is injured when Chara is not there portland doesn't quite have the consistency that they do that they use they usually should show and this is a road game too so you're you're taking that double whammy on portland here and without Chara, i just don't trust them as much i think they might find that goal but tightens your your starter at that lowest price point of five million besides vega and vega's on my radar every time if you don't have a second goalkeeper throw vega in you can't lose money here just take the BAM and get out. Um, he's going to have a game where he goes up at some point. So just maybe if you don't have a <laughs> Yeah. And if he doesn't, what are you out? If you don't have a second goalkeeper, you're not running a keeper rule. Just throw him in your lineup just in case.
1: So Richie is 4.8 with FC Cincinnati and, and uh, Titans at
2: five right now. Would you be willing to switch to him if he's the start of that game? Um. Yes, I probably would. Uh, Currently, my third defender in there is A.J. De La Garza at the 5.0. I like the Houston-Vancouver matchup as well for defenders, but I usually play that cheap option. Barath is another one. He's got got a did-not-play, so he's got a preload and an 11 in, and he's at 4.8 now, so he's probably due for a price rise if he starts for Kansas City. So there's a lot of options there, but Richie would definitely be on the list. Great. Uh, you guys have covered a lot of what I was looking at as well. Uh,
1: Matt, love hearing you mention Toronto. I think that is a team that may have dropped off the radar for some people, especially without a game last week. Uh, I'll just throw in a couple of away teams. Blaine already mentioned Sporting Kansas City has been doing pretty well. Uh, Peter Vermees has not been shy to keep his team playing uh, at at MLS. Uh, he's, he's pushing for, for that hardware here. Going up against Colorado has a a snow game and then a an eh game against uh, Seattle. So uh, sporting Kansas city on the road to Colorado, I think could be a good game. They are the last game though. So be careful. Don't get caught if there are rotations there, but as Blaine mentioned, some cheap options. I also kind of like Montreal. Uh, they're going up against Orlando. They've not been prolific with goal scoring to say it nicely. And uh, they've, they've done pretty well on the road. They gave up a couple to Houston, had a pretty good game uh, the first time out. They're still on the road. They may give up one, but uh, that could be a, a, a good bench switcheroo option with, uh, with a good value right there with Montreal because they have had uh, – Bush has been good in the past, and they've had some solid defensive players last season as well that I think have gotten overlooked. Uh, but yeah, great, great options there. Otherwise, you guys have hit all the teams I was thinking. Let's move on to midfielders. Mike, kick us off with that one.
0: All right. Um, I think the – Probably some of the best offensive mashups that I'm looking at are New York Red Bulls uh, against San Jose. I mean, we just San Jose got eviscerated twice at home. Uh cross country trip to New York Red Bulls, especially one that maybe um, team that might be angry losing out on CCL. Um, so I have Kaku in there. Um, he hasn't played in MLS yet, um, but he's looked good uh, so far. So at nine million, not too bad. Uh, Lucio Acosta. Um, has been pretty well. I know he had a down week against New York um, City last week, but you know, tight confines of that field, uh, and he's not going to get that kind of um, strong defense uh, with San Jose. So I think he's a great option this week. Um, <clears throat> I have uh, right now. I have Moreno um, of DC United uh, also in there. He's seven million. Um, has, has done pretty well for that price point. Uh, and then I have um, just for you, Reed. I have Saif. Cincinnati's oh. uh brand new signing 7.6. Uh, he got a price rise even though he was subbed on um because he got an assist on the goal that uh tied it up. Um so, right the yeah. So I, I figure he's gonna start this week and um with Diego Chara not being there, I, I think he'll have some freedom to uh, um make some passes and and ra- get to bonus points. So he's on my bench as part of the switcher group.
1: Nobody now I can add uh well ask this one at the end. Uh Blaine.
2: Yeah, uh, looking at um, Acosta for one. DC, I like this matchup. I think it's going to be a good one for them for the round. Um, Possibly picking up a second DC midfielder, depending on what the lineups do. Moreno's got a 7.5 average and is not too expensive. Um, I like, I got to echo what Mike said again with the Red Bulls. Um, There's potential for some rotation, but you've got all of their. They're rotated guys. I mean, Ivan's got an average of ten. Velo's got an average of seven. I mean, any one of those guys that comes in. Royer's another one. He's he's not doing too bad this year. I mean, they've only got the one game and then the bye. So you're talking about a preload, a, a decent average so far. I, I like this. Um, I'm really tempted to bring two of those guys in for this one just to see what happens. Um San Jose's just not that good. Um Bradley's also got to be on the radar. Bradley's kind of my other mid price guy. And then I'm still rocking Ladero in my lineup at the moment. Um, average is still too high. Chicago has not been that good defensively. They're going to be missing a starting defender. And I just, I like Ladero Plus, I kind of want to see what happens to the budget on him. Uh, his average is up there, but he's at the verge of another bad game, could drop him on that. So I'm kind of tempting fate there. But I know if I drop him, he's going to have one of those big games. So. Now, do you like
1: Bradley because of the unexpected two-goal bump that he got in the first round to his
2: average? Um, Yes, the average is a big part of that, and then it's New England being hot garbage. Um, I did get to watch part of both New England games, and I was not very impressed with the way they were playing. I think it's going to be a perfect spot for Bradley to pick up more bonus points again. It's not just the goals on this one and the average. I think this is a spot where he's going to get some bonus points With New England liking to play kind of wide and over the top at times, I think he's going to be able to clog the middle on some of that and then really press forward because they leave a lot of space for him to run into. And that's kind of where he's thrived as a fantasy player is picking his moments to go forward and really racking up the bonus points because he's given that license to push up. All right, Matt.
3: Normally my approach and I think the general approach when it comes to midfielders in any given MLS fantasy round is pick the three number 10s that you really like that are relatively expensive and then a cheaper guy who might save you some money and have a good matchup. If I'm looking at all of the midfielders in the game over 10 million, really other than Piazzi and Lucio Acosta, I don't really like their matchups. uh You know, you mentioned reed liking Montreal this round. Um, so if you're tighter in, you know, from what I've looked at, it, you know, tends to get most of his points from goals. Whereas I like somebody who's going to be a little more consistent. piotti can score. He can get attacking bonuses, passing bonuses, and he can get assists. But other than those guys, I don't really like anybody over 10 million. um You know, some of you were looking at uh, defensive options for going for growth in value. I'm looking at a plethora of options in the midfield. You know. Um, uh, Blaine you mentioned the DC United options you know you've got Russell Canales for example at 7.9 million you know you've got a couple options there you know of the midfield three with LAFC take your pick uh Lee Wins the most expensive there at 8.2 any one of those guys goes off and has a good game they're due for another bump um depending on what happens with Atlanta and CCL Harris Bedouian in especially filling in and maybe doing a little bit more offensively with Marco Fabian who's suspended um and I'll probably have him as a switcheroo option on Sunday but um, I think somebody mentioned Kenny Saif. Uh, You know, this round, probably more than um, any of the two so far, and probably more than any I've had. Um, you know, in like the first month of a season in any given year, I'm probably gonna be I'm gonna have a starting lineup that I have for that first game on Saturday, and I'm just gonna be checking and constantly making adjustments based on the options that there are. Um, and if you're looking for an option between seven and a half and eight and a half million this round, you've got a plethora of options on both Saturday and Sunday to go for. Don't just assume that because somebody's over ten million dollars that they're going to be a good option.
1: Yeah, that's solid. Uh, I just have one question. You guys have mentioned New York Red Bulls a couple of times. Uh, Mike, you're going with Kaku. Blaine, you mentioned just some of their value. Uh, is Ivan someone that is just not really on the radar, uh, or is he in your, Matt, just one of your many plethora of, of value oh, I,
2: I thought I'd mentioned him by name. He's got an average of 10 points after that yeah. first well, I know you
1: mentioned him as just an average guy, but is he a player that is no. beyond
2: a just look at
1: his average and is, could be a producer?
0: Um, I'm not sure he's a starter. It, I'm not sure he's a okay. starter, and, and
1: that's and that's the thing I want to point out that that's that maybe somebody that people it's, might want to move away from.
0: Right. Yeah, right. I mean, I think, and look at. Oh, I uh, was just gonna say is the looking at the New York Red Bulls um, totals the, doesn't necessarily help you because they played a B team. You know, Kakou didn't play at all. PWP didn't play at all. Um, so there's a lot of rotation. A lot of guys who did well against Columbus in the week one, but may not start. Um, I, I mean, looking at the lineups that. Red Bulls put out for CCL. I don't think Ivan started in any of them. The only game that Ivan has started for the Red Bulls this year is that game against Columbus. So that's where I'm not sure. That's where you have to see the re- the lineups both on Thursday, or I guess you said Red Bulls play on Tuesday, um, and then you know the lineups on on Saturday, which isn't that big of a deal because the Red Bulls have the third or fourth game. Um, so you're, you're not going to be too put out. And, I mean, so what I've done, just to make sure I'm prepared for that, is I put Morello in, who's more expensive, and then if Ivan does happen to play or um, Duncan, I can swap them out, and then you know take that three million and go invest it somewhere else.
2: Yeah, so I'll give you some names because Kaku at nine million is not a bad price, really, for his potential. Um, I didn't budget in for nine million, and I think you can get a little bit better value with some of these other guys. Ivan's at six. If he gets to start, he's an obvious auto include for me this week. I don't think you can pass up on a ten average at six million. It's just he's almost guaranteed a price rise no matter how he plays. Um, uh, The other three guys that. Well, yeah, three guys that I'm looking at, Royer, Davis, and Ryszkowski. Um, None of those guys have played. They're all three potential starters. I think those are going to be your three primary midfielders to go with K- Kaku this season. None of them have played, so they've all still got that zero average, so they're all at their base price. This is good for them, and I like this matchup, so depending on who plays, um, Royer and Davis are both at 7-5. Ryszkowski is at 7, so it, it's kind of a pick the one you want pick uh, said it all last season new york red bulls are pick the guy you've got the gut feeling is going to have the better game or if you know them better than i do tell me who the guy that's supposed to have the better game is but any of those guys i like because they're at that price point where it's just not as much risk and this is a very good matchup it's just going to wait to see the lineup and like I said, Ivan's a little bit – if you're going to budget this, Ivan's the cheapest, so don't put him in your lineup. Do what Mike's doing. Grab Royer and Davis if you're going to have two of them. And if you see Rachkowski and Ivan both start, swap them down. You've freed up an extra one, 1. $1.5 for your team for later games. This is one of the earlier games of the round as well, so you've got a lot of time to play. This is a this is game, number, uh, it's game number four, so you're going to miss out on a few, but you've got a lot of Sunday games you can pick up players from. So and then it's if- really – yeah, if, if you if you don't have a gut and
1: if you're not sure which one's going to really work, then ask Tim. That's the <laughs> yeah, ask him. That's just ask him. Uh, last question for you, Matt. Then we'll then we'll move on. Uh, where do the Columbus and that last question about Ivan was, was from Reddit? Uh, this is another one. How, where do the Columbus players rank in your your groupings of midfielders? Because they have three midfielders with double digit points already.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, well, if I'm, again, like I said, in the midfield position, I'm really going for value. So I personally prefer this round, Pedro Santos overpaying a little bit more for uh, Pipa Higuain. Um, You know, Pedro Santos is only 7.1 million. I'm curious to see, this is another one, especially since they're the second game of the round, I'm probably going to look at the starting lineups with Reggie Cannon Exiting at halftime Perfect. of the FC Dallas game, who's starting at that right back position? Is it Reggie Cannon? And in particular, where do the crew have them lining up? We've seen Pedro Santos and Justin Miram kind of swapping roles intermittently in terms of which side of the field that they're on. If it's no Reggie Cannon and Pedro Santos, the cheaper of the three of the four mid uh three attacking midfield options, I'm probably going with him. If not, I'll see where the center back situation is and then probably go with Federico Higuain, because I think he'll probably be the safer bet he'll just be a little bit more expensive i'm not sure that i'd go for will trap and uh, arthur on this option just because as i've said i think that there are there are better options and uh more sure options that are due for a, a price bump in any one of the lafc options or the cheaper of the dc united midfielders
1: all right blaine forwards
2: yeah uh- I was looking up something on Columbus there, but I've got uh, three forwards in my lineup really quick or to start this week. I don't know that these are going to stay. Um, I like Joseph Martinez. I Philly is not good right now. Um, they they were getting gashed by Sporting. I think the speed in Atlanta is going to open up a lot of space for him. Uh, no Fabian. He's kind of been the only highlight of the season so far. Everybody else has kind of looked lackluster. But Dunjanin put up a seven in the first game and a two in the second game. Um, he really wasn't in good position to stop any of the sporting attack that was coming through, and most of his stuff comes from attacking bonus points. So um, I it, it's really hard to bet against Martinez. Again, I know he's more expensive. His average isn't quite there, so he's got the potential for a price drop. But they are at home, so he's kind of got to be in there. He's probably the first guy I would drop out of this set of three. Uh, the next guy I've got in my list is uh, Mario Minotas. Goal in each game. He seems to be the center forward that they're playing to. Uh, the other guys are facilitating him. Uh, last year was a breakout year, and he looks like he's ready to carry on with that. Uh, I still don't trust Vancouver, especially on the road. So this is a big one. It's more matchup-based here. Um can't argue with the Minotas production and really looking at it. And my third guy is Jossie's artist. Uh, Again, you're looking at uh, Matt, put it perfectly. You're looking at the back line, see what they do. If Cannon doesn't come back, that's going to be a big hit to them. Um, Home game. I just, I like the way Columbus is playing right now. I know they haven't had the toughest of schedules yet. Um, I don't necessarily rate Dallas that highly. I think they're missing a, a few pieces in the midfield. I think there's some inexperience. And I think when you've got a guy like Iguain and a poacher like Zardes together, they're going to find some space. Santos has been good. Uh, Santos, from what I've heard from Columbus fans, is playing for his job right now. Uh, Ravinho is there and they expect him to come in and take that starting spot at some point. Columbus fans aren't always the highest on Pedro Santos as a player. The fantasy option, I've loved him for the most part, but they expect Robinho to come in, so he's playing for his job, and so that leaves a lot of change over there. You're going to see the best of some of these guys, or you're going to see an early sub and somebody come in, in to try to make something happen. So I really think Columbus is built this year to facilitate Zardes, and I see this being a perfect matchup to really have it give him another big game. Matt?
3: Um, I'm going with Fernando Adi in this one. Uh, playing against his former team, his first ever match against the Portland Timbers. Only 8.2 million dollars. We've already talked about what Portland's defense looks like without Diego Chirah, who will be suspended in this one, and their center back situation is an absolute mess. I'd expect Adi to get at least one solid dunk on Jeff Attenella on a corner if FC Cincinnati has a good game. Um, you know, looking at the LAFC options, you know, take your pick. Obviously, if you're going for the pure captain fantasy option, you know, you can't go wrong with. Carlos Vela, despite him being 10, 11.3 million. But we've seen Bob Bradley kind of, uh, you know, jockey back and forth between Christian Ramirez and Adama Diamande. Really, unless New York L.A.F.C. has, you know, a three-goal lead at halftime, I would expect to see both of them, regardless of who's starting. So between those four options, you know, take a matchup you like or take the price option you have. You've got Vela at 10. Po- at 11.3 million. You've got Christian Ramirez at only 7.2. I don't think you can go wrong with any other option. Um, uh, the theme of for me this week has been switcheroo options and sub substitution options depending on what the starting 11 looks like depending on what's going on with LA Galaxy against Minnesota United I'm probably looking at that one I don't like either defense in this game I would expect if Zlatan and Alessandrina are starting I would expect at least a 2-2 game in terms of both teams scoring multiple goals you can't go wrong with Quintero you can't go wrong with Zlatan Ibrahimovic starting you know take your pick depending on your matchup and what you're looking at budget wise. Mike?
0: Um, I also have Zardes um, for a lot of the reasons that Blaine mentioned. Um, the other forward I have, I don't think we've mentioned yet, is BWP. Um, he hasn't played yet in MLS, um, but I mean, we know his capabilities for goals. Um, and I don't think San Jose has the defense to to mark him. We saw Quintero uh, carve him up uh, last week um, and then Piotti the week before. So uh, I think someone like BWP is, is absolutely perfect at home. Uh, not to mention in San Jose, that's a cross-country flight. Um, so, I don't think that's great. That's also the reason I'm staying away from LAFC this week. They do have to play in New York City. Uh, and for all of New York City's problems, I think they're probably good enough to at least slow down um, LAFC at, at home since LAFC does have the cross-country flight. Um, and I think that's probably it. I mean, I I am I, I do agree with Matt. I'm really interested to see as the week goes. Um what happens in that LA Galaxy versus Minnesota game? I think Quintero and Zlatan could be um, interesting picks. Uh, I mean, and Quintero is almost certainly going to be a price rise because of the ridiculous points he's put up so far. So um, you can't go wrong with having him if, if you can fit the budget in.
2: All
1: right. Let's get on to captains, Mike.
0: Uh, I have Lucho Acosta.
2: Blaine. Um, I haven't had a chance to give Lily her pick on this, but the cards that she's going to have to choose from are going to have Lucho Acosta and Jassy Zardez on them. And Matt, take us Carlos, Carlos Bella. Oh, going with Bella. Uh, I guess I
1: stopped chiming in. You guys really touched on a lot of the the midfielders and forwards that I was also looking at, and uh, I haven't decided on my captain actually at all. I'll I'll cop out on that one. I I really don't know. I really don't know. I want to see Cap Audi. Go for it, Do Cap Audi. <laughs> I don't. I don't <laughs> think. Do I, I'm. I'm all aboard the the King Saif train. But uh, I. Look, I don't. you're
0: gonna be there in person. You, <laughs> look, it's gonna be miserable if they don't score. Just go for it. Just go all <laughs> <Yeah>. in. <Reed. laughs>
1: we'll see. Three-60 maybe maybe
0: players. I'll cap put
1: that up on a vote. Uh, does Reed go all in with? Who am I playing in the head league? This like let's see here. Uh, maybe that should should uh judge it. Maybe I'll uh, I'll throw that out there. I'll let everyone listening uh decide how they want that to be uh voting if I should go um all in with Cincinnati this week or if uh I should play it safe like like maybe I'd be prone to. Uh I'm going against Uncle Arthur's boat show.
0: So that's Matt Doyle.
1: And so that is Matt Doyle. So uh I don't know. I, I got to bring my A game, don't I? Maybe that A game begins with FCC. Is it your a so A
0: game, FC FCC.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll FCC? see. We'll Gotta see. the
2: differential.
0: If he could actually no. see your lineups, he'd be freaked out. Be like, "Oh no! I know Chara. Portland's not good without Chara. No." <laughs> Embrace Unless your experience. inner winged lion with a crown
1: and a sword. Reed. <laughs> Gary, my inner Gary. Uh, oh. Yeah, that's about
0: I'll do. Oh, the here, mighty so. fighting eyes lens.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you so
0: much for those recommendations. I
1: hope everyone listening finds those helpful uh, And and when building your team for this round three. Uh, let's move on. Speaking of uh, the head-to-head league, our, our MLS Fantasy Insider hosts, Invitational League, uh, always lots of fun. Uh, round two, we didn't have anybody crack the 100-point mark uh, this week. But the, the top score was 91 points, and that goes to MLS2PHX. So uh, congratulations there. Uh, otherwise, we had a lot of, of close teams, of close rounds right here. Uh, Chick-fil-A, our buddy Phil, had the second highest score at 90, so we'll be sure to give him a shout-out as well. Uh, and that is, is that your team this year, Mike? Trigger yep. or Matrita? Yep. So there you go. Phil over Mike. Uh, him, Blaine, you already mentioned you got – Beaten by MLS Fantasy Stats, uh, who was on the show with us last week, eighty-one to seventy-six. Uh, I mentioned I already already got beaten as well uh, with my, or did I not mention that I got beaten by Mile High Radio, who is uh, Dom, who was on the show with us a couple weeks ago uh, and uh, did some writing for us at the beginning. And uh, oh, sorry, I missed. Uh, not just older goaler, uh, not just older, but uh, older goaler also got 91 points and uh, he did pretty well in his lineup as well. So still pretty tight this week in uh, the host head to head league. Um, it's it's a lot of fun, especially with the Patreon guys. Phil is leading us uh, with a 2-0-0 and all the people who are 2-0-0 so far with his goal differential at plus 41, but Law Dogs, uh, uh, Mr. Gage is uh, right on his heels with a... Differential of 41. He's one of our Patreon uh, top sponsors, so congrats right there. And then we got Watson from Minnesota. Fantasy co-hosts, so um, it's it's getting tight right there. Andrew Crawlard, Fantasy Stats with Ryan. Uh, Jason is still there. He hasn't been on the show a little bit because he's expecting 2-0. Uh, and o. Uh, Tyler Bartles is also right there. And then another Patreon, Sherry, also 2-0. and o, So two of our Patreon supporters right there in the top eight. Uh, it's it's tight it's so tight i I will note that nobody from mls proper is in the top eight also no one from mls fi this is this is probably the most competitively you're going to hear about uh out there right now so should um, should should
0: we mention that Weeby did not set his team this week i thought he was just i thought he was
1: just messing with us
0: No, no no he i mean he captains zlatan oh okay I mean like they were talking an extra time like he did it by accident but I mean if you look at his team I mean he's got pity Martinez Hayes um you know uh Acosta from uh, RSL hedges he had he lucked into Ziegler <laughs> and um that like saved his week
1: yeah, he but, did he uh, did call it out so uh, I'm I'm willing to chalk it up that he just that he just. Got a little confused. Uh, he did call it out, and so we'll we'll see what happens in, in round two, or or we'll have to do did something. Did we
0: officially set a punishment for him if he ghosts us again?
1: Not yet, but I, we may have to, to get on that. We, that we may want to set well, it to but.
0: him this week if he keeps us up. <laughs> uh,
1: moving on, quickly talk about the Patreon Head-to-Head League, which is the, the prize league for this season. Uh, lots of strong scores here, lots of 90-plus point scores. I believe 96 points was the highest score. We had several people who uh, came in right there, so congrats to everybody there who was at um, 96, or just, I mean, all the great scores right there. Uh, FC Star Fox, I believe, is still leading the way, my my screen. For some reason, when I try to load the Patreon league, I always get a little endless loading icon, but um, you guys are still rocking it out, and I'll get that fixed to be able to give out prizes at least by the end of, this, of the season. So, uh,
0: yeah. lots of great things Star in the Fox leads. Is leading
1: There we go. So, Mike got it to load for him. So, FC Star Fox is still leading with, on gold differential. Lots of of two O and O teams right there. Um, That's all we have for the show tonight. Uh, Again, everyone, just thank you so much for listening. Thanks so much for supporting with Patreon. Let's get to our plugs. Matt.
3: Um, follow me on Twitter at lws matt pollard if you want my Rapids musings along with my trusty co-host uh, Rapids Rabbi on Twitter. Check out Holding the Highline with Rabbi in Red. We're in our second year of existence. Um, and uh, Pecky's Printer uh, SC is currently zero and two, so we'll be looking at going uh, uh, winning a game this week to hopefully go one and two. And if not, I'm gonna just gonna fall off on my default excuse hashtag the printer broke. <laughs> Mike.
0: Uh, nothing for me. Um, I've, I'll, you, the only thing is that if you want to get in touch with me, I've been spending a lot more time on the discord chat for MLS It's been a pretty great uh, resource. Uh, the lineup bot and the injury bots, um, that they use are really good. I mean, they're always tweaking them and making them better. So if you need, um, you know, you don't want to be on Twitter all weekend and you just want a quick look up of what the lineups or what the injuries are, that's a great resource.
2: Blaine. Big shout out to BeardCareClub.com again for the new sponsorship. Um, If you're looking for anything, they've got a bunch of great products over there. Um, Started a new Golden Rules um, article series over at Fantasy Boss last week. Going to follow it up this week. Not quite sure if we're going to talk about and captains or looking at something a little different this week captains will definitely be on there at some point uh but just trying to cover some of the basics in a little more depth Um, last week's article is still very relevant to you if you'd missed it um talking about floor and ceiling as well as just building your proper fantasy mullet uh actually you know matt we're gonna have several people from uh, colorado on at the very beginning of the show here
1: we already had dominic we've got you and then next week we have abby lang from uh burgundy wave one of the editors they're going to be on as our as our guest so a lot of colorado representation on the yes, show my emily's fantasy
3: prodig- uh, prodigy two but, years ago she was in it for the first time and ev- almost every single week she'd come to me up at the press box level at uh, at dsg park asking for advice so i'm glad to see that she has risen above the ranks and now you know she has joined us um i guess as a, a fellow emily's fantasy jedi knight
1: Ooh, I like that. Uh, we'll mention that to her as well. We'll we'll see how she likes being uh, uh, Matt's Padawan, so Matt's Fantasy Padawan. Um, as for me, you can check out everything that I have over at MLSFantasyBoss.com. Uh, you can also, again, check out my weekly fantasy newsletter. Just go to uh, MLSSoccer.com and search for newsletters. There's all kinds of great newsletter options that they have right there. You can also find a quick link to that over at MLSFantasyBoss.com. Uh, I'm also on SiriusXM sometimes. Uh, with Jason Davis on United States of Soccer talking about fantasy. We're going to be doing some midweek stuff as well this week for uh, people who may miss those Tuesday start dates. And then you can head over to the Discord chat and r slash fantasy MLS over at Reddit. But uh, thank you so much, everyone, for listening tonight. Good luck.